All right. So we're all good. You can hear me. I can hear you now. Yeah. I, I figured out what the problem was. And the problem was you. I was muted. <laughs> yeah. But yet the whole time you were sitting there looking at me with accusing <laughs> eyes that yeah, it was yeah. my bad. <laughs> of you joining us for the very first time this is icon or Wicon, the show where we break down your favorite film universes one flick at a time i'm here as always with the quill pen to my bullshit deal mr cj laroche <laughs> cj how are you doing <laughs> i'm good i'm good i dot your i's and cross your t's on the bullshit you, deal you dot them with a heart uh, there of course i do yeah. of course i do <laughs> Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I gotta be honest, man. California allergy season is no joke. Yeah. So yeah. That's I'm real. feeling all of the congestion, all of the sniffles today. Uh, the trees are making their way through my system, uh, but I'm here. I'm persevering and I'm ready to, uh, ready to break down this film in our season finale. Our season finale. It took us two years, but we finally got to a season finale. How crazy is that? We did it. We felt like, you know what? We have to just make sure that by the time we get to the end of our first season, uh, we're somewhat good at it. And I feel like we've we've achieved that. Oh, I, I think so. And what's great is we're going to take a nice little break for you to figure out fatherhood. And then we're going to come back bigger, longer, and uncut. Unshaven. Unshaven. Yeah, because when am I going to find time to shave? That's that's my biggest quarrel. quarrel? Listen, quarrel? Just, do, just do like me, man. Let it flow. Yeah, like well, look I, at this. Look at this thing. Yeah, I, I can't. I cannot achieve flow like that on my face, unfortunately, for me. I, I, be, I believe in you. Well, my hair grows out. Uh, got it. Yeah, it grows out. So, like, I'm basically like a porcupine. <laughs> a very melodious voiced, attractive porcupine. Ah. Hey. Ah. Hey. Do, do you want to tell the people what we're going to talk about this week? Yeah, so this week on Icon or Wicon, we will be discussing the oft-loved romantic comedy, The Apology. No, but that's actually a very good rom-com, but that's not what we're going to talk about, but it's kind of close. I really like this reference. Okay. No, no, I know, I know what movie we're doing. What is it? We are doing the Fiona Shaw Shrek Redemption. <laughs> Actually, that's very accurate. And I know it's been crazy because I needed last week off. I was talking about you had allergies. I had this terrible flu. I could just not, I couldn't move. I just slept into the show. So I understand your confusion, but that is not what we're here to talk about. No. Well, we should talk about flu season in May. What's happening? I, well, you know, it's funny when I went to the doctor, she said that because I was like, I don't know what I had. And she's like, oh, you had the flu. It's been going around. I know. Flu season May. SoCal doesn't make sense. COVID doesn't changed everything. Sense. What <laughs> like, is happening here? Yeah. Apparently uh, no. she, had, she had a couple of flu patients. It was weird. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, our lives, our lives have truly been changed forever. Yeah. After. Like a handprint on my heart. Shrek Forever After is the movie. Yeah. Shrek Forever After. Okay. I had never seen this one. Me neither. And and I I I kind of forgot it was released. And a lot and of now, people did. Yeah. And uh and the third one was so bad. I was kind people of people were so turned off by Shrek the Turd. 
it was a turd. It sucked so bad. Uh, I let, let's just dive in. Uh, where's Artie? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Artie and the Wizard, uh, Prince Charming, all gone. They abandoned that whole plot thread, and it's it's so Threw weird it down the river. Because I mean, you have Justin Timberlake playing Artie. You've introduced King Arthur, but the third movie just sucked. The third one was really bad, and yeah. I, I think we, and we went over it last week. But I think that, or two weeks ago, two weeks ago. But I think that it's it's so it was so bad that it's worth revisiting just how piss poor it was. It was so horrible that they basically gave you the whole point of the movie in the opening of this movie. They really did. Wow. Right? Like Shrek learned nothing about being a father or his new life or like all of the changes that he was going through. So they just like threw it into a montage here at the top to be like, yeah, everybody like, don't even worry about that other thing. It happened. Yeah. It happened. Also, I love, love, love. I'm jumping right in. I love the fact that the birthday party for Shrek's first, his kid's first birthday. Yeah. Takes place at, the poison apple. Yeah. That's it's the poison apple, like redone into like a fairy tale, you know, like uh, Chuck E. Cheese, essentially, right? Yeah. And it's kind it's kind of a commentary on what the Shrek franchise has become. It's become this commercial, happy-go-lucky, kind of like, you know, all for the money bullshit. And Shrek, like the consumer, is frustrated by it. It's fascinating that this is the direction they went with it. And I was I was a little wary. I was like, okay, so we're just gonna lead on lean in meta right away. Like yeah, we're just absolutely. gonna do it like this. Shrek is frustrated with what his character has become and how people respond to him. Yeah, like, he's an actor on set frustrated with the writing. Yeah. And he's letting and, everybody know. And I I mean I'm getting way ahead of myself, but it's kind of our thing. Yeah, that's what we do. Delighted with where they took it. Yeah, absolutely. Love this movie. <laughs> It's Love really fun. Up and down. Yeah. Sure. I'm sad more people didn't go see it because it's kind of a it's kind of a return to form. You remember, and what's funny, a lot of my complaints about the last one, I was like, well, there's no big like magic ticking clock thing. And that's kind of nope. the Shrek movies thing. This that's movie brings that element back. Uh, in, a, in, a, in, the, in a wonderful way. In a wonderful way. And now I'll tell you this. When I read a synopsis of the plot, I fucking, you got to be careful with me with like what if stories. Because unless it's like Marvel, what if, when it's all going to like add up to something, you know what I mean? Like there's a reason we're just exploring these short snippets of what if I fuck. Cause like when, when they did that shit with men in black three and it's like, Ooh, we go back to the sixties and the first movie never happened. I, ah, it kills me. Right. You know what I mean? It's such a tired right. ass trope and they use it in this movie. And I was, I wanted to be mad. And then I'm like, you know what else is a tired ass trope? Fairy tales and true love's kiss. So like, fuck it, bring it. This is funny and fun. Yeah. Rumpelstiltskin, great addition to the franchise. Rumpelstiltskin is absolutely amazing. And you know, he's not voiced by a celebrity. No. He's voiced by all. Walt Dorn, who's like a, an artist. And he so threw down a scratch track. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, that's it. That's Rumpelstiltskin. Thanks, Walt. He's hilarious. And <laughs> he's amazing. Him, and they give him so much heavy lifting, and he's so good. Um, he's the comedy. Yeah. He is the comedy focal point in the movie, and our characters 
that we've grown to like love over the course of two movies. Yeah. Right. They're the ones that have the emotional arc. Yes. Now, you know, it's so funny. I, I was, I came into this movie skeptical and then one thing turned me around. Um, the birthday party cacophony was really funny. Like all that mess and how he's getting more and more. Do there are. Yeah. Do, do, there are. do there are. It was very, very funny that I was like, that's, it was kind of the brand of humor from the first two movies. Right. Whereas the third exactly. movie was just so different. Um, so it's kind of the brand from the first movies and the intensity of it and the speed and, and how it leads up to the roar. And then he destroys the cake. And then, uh, you know, it's what got me when I knew I was going to really enjoy this was when Fiona comes out and she's just like, you have a family and friends that adore you. You have everything and you're the only one that doesn't see it. That <laughs> killed me because as a, as a man, as a man my age, <laughs> it's there you just get older and you get there all these responsibilities i just got married you're gonna be a dad just all all of a sudden in a blink your life is different and people demand different things of you people expect different things of you and it's so easy to lose the forest for the trees because life is insane and and just (laughs) and and just coming off of last week when i got super duper sick and it was it was Bart's visiting, and everybody knows I'm I'm on the road. Bart visits. It's it's like prime time. Don't text, don't call. My husband's in town. I haven't seen him in a month. And then I get so sick, and he spends his vacation in L.A., a city we picked because it's a cool city for him to take work off to come visit me. <laughs> he spends it getting me snacks and getting me and taking my temperature and doing things. And when he showed up with a thermometer. In the afternoon, that first afternoon, I was sick and all this cold medicine and all these bottles of water and all these bottles of Pedialyte. And I was just like, God damn, any, any, like, what, what is there to complain about? You have somebody that's going to drop everything and do this for you. He should be going to see the Hollywood sign. He should be on the WDB Studios backlot tour, but he's not going to leave me like that because that's just the thing that we have. That's just what we, that's what we all signed up for. Right. And so you see Shrek, you're catching Shrek as, at his most human, you know? For sure. For sure. And he, you know, it, it, it's funny, like you mentioned the, the changes and, and everything that you go through as you kind of transition into, I'm not going to say adulting because that's so Fuck that word. Stupid. That word is so, so stupid. dumb. Shut up, everybody. Next annuals came up with that bullshit. <laughs> um, Wait, I think that's me though. I think I'm an Xennial. Wait, I'm an Xennial too. Fuck. Oh, I said the yeah. wrong group. Oh. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. We're the cool ones, Andrew. Yeah, yeah we're gonna go to ones, um, yeah. But Shrek, you know, if you think about it, how long ago was it? A, mu- a year and a half that Shrek was sitting in his swamp, wiping his ass with the his fucking future wife's biography. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Fast forward to a year and a half later, he has all of these new roles. Yeah. The best friend. He's a husband. He's a father. He's a hero. Yeah. (laughs) He's a pop icon. It's too much. It's way too much. I mean, this man's father tried to eat him once. Yeah. (laughs) And now, and now he's essentially Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And it's overwhelming for him. It's way too much. It's way too much. And I think that that is the, the reason that they chose 
or sorry, excuse me, the choosing of Shrek meets It's a Wonderful Life, I think was such a brilliant fucking idea. Yeah. It made so much sense for the character because of the XYZ reasons I just gave. Yeah, it, it was a good framing and it was executed beautifully. Um, let's talk about some of the fun things in this parallel universe. Because this parallel universe where Shrek was never born is fucking hilarious. First yeah. of all, I just, the running gag of the witches and how people talk <laughs> about witches and how the witches act is hysterical. It's gold. Uh, oh. When they were from, from when they were changing in act two, or it's act one, when they're changing the radio station by whipping donkey. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. And he just right. keeps singing. He even, he even sings, he even makes a joke on his performance in Coming to America. When he's like, I decided long ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was yes. like, yes. he just lead into the meta references of it. Um, oh, totally. And, and the joke. Oh, my of, God. Sexual, sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate is so good. Sexual chocolate. That whole movie, him and Arsenio. I, I mean, I a million wait. people. That's a universe. Like, we'll get there, right? Oh, and like, there's, yes, they're good. Now. We have to do those. Those are so good. Um, uh, but that is the heavy lifting that they do. The way that he plays that little Jewish man. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's fucking he's, incredible. He's incredible. Um, but yeah, is no. He underrated? Uh, he's underrated. He's underrated. He he's, doesn't get the respect that he deserves. He's a fucking icon. He's a comedy legend. And I think- He's a legend. He's a comedy legend. And the thing is, we got a, a little, it's like Robin Williams. We got oversaturated with his Eddie Murphiness. And the Eddie Murphy dominated the Eddie Murphy the dominated the conversation when really he was he was gifted. I mean, he was on SNL at 18. He's a gifted comedian. Yeah. Like yeah. he's hilarious, genuinely oh, funny, and smart so writer. Good. But anyway, he's never, uh, he's never done anything I didn't like. I'm sorry. I want to like continue my EM love fest here. I know he's, he's so never good. done anything that I didn't like him in. No, because he's always funny. Even if the script isn't great, he's funny. He's funny. Um, okay, sorry. But but the little gag of like, donkey, donkey, you're my best friend. He's like, I'm not your best friend. And how do you know my name? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke. It's dumb. It's a, it's a good. Yeah. It's a good bit. That's the thing about the humor in this movie, right? Like Rumpelstiltskin is is driving it. But oh, yeah. when, when, our, when our characters that we know and love have those humorous moments, they're also wonderful, right? Like yes. they're subtle. Yes. They're subtle. And one of my favorite moments is when he tells him that he's a dad. Yes. And the, the way that he delivers that line, it's funny and touching at the same time. Yeah. Right? Like, it's... I'm a dad? Yeah. <laughs> he's excited. Yeah. What are my babies like? He's like, he's very curious. Um, shout out to, and, and the public outcry that we gave for this last movie. Shout out to reactivating Fiona. Yep. 100%. Fucking finally. She's the fiocal point. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Andrew will, not, Andrew will not be coming back for season two. <laughs> CJ, the fiocal point, you piece of shit. That's so good. Um, um, she is the fiocal point. Um, and she's a warrior. And, and, and her life is reversed. She hides that she's a princess. She embraces that she's an ogre. Yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about, you know, true love's kiss and fairy tales. And she's like, that's bullshit. You never can. I got, my, I got myself out of that tower. Yeah. You know, and she gets out and, and her parents have been fucking dusted. 
Yeah. You know, and like her kingdom has been t- torn apart to pieces and she wants revenge. Yeah. And she's united she the revenge. ogres in hiding. It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. No, and I love that there's more ogres. There's a whole ogre, cult, og- right? ogre, and, ogre culture. Uh, yeah. And, and yeah. I'm trying to come up with something that's as good as Fiocal Point, and I no, 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 you never uh, for ogre culture. But I love that Shrek is like a like a mini ogre. He's the yeah. smallest one. Yeah, they're all I, huge and Cookie. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's my chimichanga fan. <laughs> it's funny, and the characters are funny, and they get good actors to play them. Yeah, you got you got John Hamm, you get Jane Lynch, Craig Robinson. Right, right. Who are just there because they're famous. They're famous. Yeah. But it's it's just fun. Um, the also parallel universe puss in boots. Fucking hilarious. It is. It's the it's the precursor to Fat Thor. Yeah, with the bow around his neck and the way he just kind yeah. of slides down on the <laughs> on the scratch post. Yeah. No, I mean there it's slight, it's slight body shaming. It is. Um, but he doesn't lose his soul. No, he's still puss. Right, even though he's been like pampered and he's embracing the good life and good on him. Yeah, this is where he's at right now. Good for him. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, he he still is able to understand, you know, what what love is and and what spirit is. And he has the spirit of Puss in Boots, even though he's a little chunky cat. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I did not see the Act Three twist coming. Which twist is that? When he turns himself in. Oh, yeah. And that his Brilliant. his reward is not... I, I was like, oh, and he's going to accept his reward and he's going to get his life back. And no, his his reward is to free the ogres. Because yeah. what he has to become is somebody worthy of Fiona's love. Yeah, but he's not even not even really attempting to do that. He's just really genuinely attempting to make it right. He's doing this right. Yep. Yeah. For her, it's there's no selfishness involved. Yeah. He's like truly evolved beyond what he where he came from. Uh, and that scene at the end when he's like, "I got to fall in love with you all over again." All Come over. On. I was crying. Come I cried. On. It was moving. They yeah. finally found the balance of humor and heart again. Right. Like that's what was so good about the first two movies. The second movie specifically had struck such gold with that compromise between the two. No question. And that's why the third movie felt like six fetch quests. I was just like, what's happening? And Artie gives a speech at the end. I was like, he already gave a speech. It's stupid. Yeah, that third movie sucked. Yeah. It really, really did. It really, really, really did. This one was so much stronger. (laughs) What's that part? It was uh, when when Donkey's like, a nasty old witch. And you hear, we can hear you. (laughs) 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 Why is it so good? the little like little <laughs> sidelines, right? When he's like, he's like, ah, how about the day I met Donkey? I'd like to give that game back. Uh, I don't know who that is. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Why would Ripple Silk know who that is? Yeah, it's, like he hasn't been Beautiful watching writing. the movies. Like no, he hasn't seen the movies. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I just, it, it was so good, and Jinji's uh, uh, return, I loved. I thought Jinji was adorable. Oh my god! Right, the little warrior guy. Fantastic twist of in this universe, Pinocchio is trying to trade Geppetto in. Yeah, that's your father painted green. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Pinocchio is great, man. 
That's what well, is great. It's like the one part of the musical that I like played by the great John Tartaglia. Well, what else is funny is did you find that even the tertiary characters, like the three little pigs, Pinocchio and Gingy, were more who they were? Yeah. For I sure. Like it's just the, the writing just improved a great deal. Oh yeah. Like who wrote this? John Klausner and Darren Lemke. Great job. Thanks, guys. They captured Thanks. the spirit of the first two really, really beautifully. Oh, for sure. And I think they did such a good job. I don't know. I was just so jazzed about it. And like, I think, I think again, as I, I'm about to wrap up this tour and go back to full-time being a husband, which I didn't get to do because as soon as I got married, I went on the road. So I'm about to go full-time be a husband. You're about to full-time be a dad. This is the perfect movie to be like, wow, let's really make sure that as we get stressed, we appreciate what we have and how surrounded by wonderful things we are. Yeah. We're fucking lucky, dude. Even though circumstances have have brought us to where we are, we are indeed the ones that made the choice to live this life and know that it was the right choice because it was the one that we made. Yeah. Uh, I need a break. Okay. Yeah, I do. I'm getting emotional. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, CJ? I think we want to use this break effectively. And the way we use this break effectively is to do a new commercial. Well, if we do a new commercial, then we have to keep doing a new commercial every single time. Okay. So maybe we should just use this break to do the one new one. And then that's it. That's it. Yeah. So this will be it it. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's make sure we we make it timeless. Uh, We have the social media accounts. What are they? They are at Icon or Ycon on Instagram and And Twitter and Twitter. Same handle. Super easy for you. We would love for you to chat with us. Yell at us. Let's start a scandal. I love a good Twitter fight. Right. Cancel us. Oh, wow. Fighting words. Be careful. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, folks, we love it when you interact and we will be there on the Twitter, on the Instagram, interacting right along with you, talking about your favorite film universes, one flick at a time. So check us out. Sounds good to me. Back to the show. And we're back. We are. What's so funny? (laughs) <laughs> that you, that uh, as soon as I press recording in progress, I gotta. Yeah, it's the, it's the trees, man. Uh, it's the trees. I heard, I read a theory that um, it has to do with like planting more male trees, and the male trees are putting off more pollen to attract the female trees. And I don't. I could someone please check that that's true or not? Because I feel like trees don't try to attract trees because they're stationary. Trees don't mate. I don't know what the fuck you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's been a long time doing these episodes. I I think Uh, I need a, I need a break (laughs) (laughs) after the break. Uh, I, I, you know, it's funny. Like you started talking about trees and pollens and then you, do you ever do you ever have one of those moments where like be like I know somebody taught me how this works but I just for the life of me can't remember what the fuck this guy is talking all, about. like all of a sudden all I'm hearing is the lyrics to reproduction from Greece too when she's like make my stamen go berserk that's all I'm hearing right now I don't even know what a stamen is 
<laughs> oh, Grease 2. That's a universe. We'll get there. Yeah. Oh, we got to do those. Yeah. Yeah. Those are shorties. Those are those are easy. Yeah, because you got sure. the coming to Americas and the Greases. Those are shorties. Yeah. Interstitials. Like, inter- yeah. Yeah. Those are fun. Just for when we do like, like the girl with the dragon tattoo trilogy. You know what I mean? Like something epic. Mm. We got to do a palate cleanser like Grease. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love it. Anyway, I digress. As Like we do. Like we do. Like um, we do. And so here's the thing. And you're going to tell me. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of love for the movie toss around a lot of, a lot of reminiscing. I feel like we're both in a very wistful sort of reflective Mm. place. I know I had therapy this morning. So like, I'm in a very reflective place. Oh, I want egos. Yeah. I bought a 24 pack. Oh my God. And now I'm thinking about that waffle trap that donkey gets in. Now I want waffles even more. That waffle is fucking so funny. (laughs) The whole thing. We skipped so much. But uh, with the Pied Piper, CJ, the Pied Piper. Dude, so clever. Yeah, really fun. So clever. Um, dance sequence. <laughs> what was he playing? Celebration? I forgot what song he was playing, but it was ridiculous to have it on flute. It was so good. Like, I can't <laughs> stop moving. I'm not doing it. Um, so anyway, I think with all the love that was going around, all the wee- wistful feelings, all the wheelings. <laughs> Uh, the wheelings the wheelings i think i think we need to sort of harness and funnel all of this all of this energy all of this passion all of this adoration for this film uh-huh. into the season finale of ephemeral questions yeah no i agree and i can't find a better time than now because Now's the time we get down and dirty. <laughs> and we talk about what worked in this movie. Well, the third one was bad, but I am really glad they had to make it right. It was their duty. Now, that being said, we will still look to see if there were some parts in here that were icky (laughs) has the franchise been restored football fans will love my award it's the nearest cleveland has been to a ring i digress ephemeral questions now must be answered and we'll provide explanations for you now is this one an icon? Can DreamWorks be relied upon to put Shrek <laughs> back on top of the world? CJ. <laughs> Drop your mic. That was one of your best ephemeral question songs ever. That was fucking great. What's funny is when I watched this movie and I heard the Karen Carpenter playing, I was like, I bet CJ's going to use that because that song's fucking fire. <laughs> like, I was like, I forgot that that song is great. Oh, yeah. That song's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely that w- amazing. That was great. Oh, beautiful, beautiful work. Thank you. What worked about this movie for you? Dude, so much. Um you know, we, we talked about a few things. We talked about the writing. We talked about um, the, the villain. You know, it's like you've got your, your Shrek villains, right? You've got Farquhar, who's amazing. You've got the fairy godmother, who's fucking legendary. Yeah. And then 
Rumpelstiltskin, who's fantastic. I'm not going to talk about Prince Charming. I'm just not going to do it. He wasn't a good villain. It was a shitty, shitty script. Yeah, no. I, I just think the thing that, that really worked the most for me is that Shrek was justified in wanting a minute. Yeah, I think that he was he was absolutely justified in wanting a minute. I, I love that the way that like he got tricked, like truly tricked, you know, into doing it. But he asked, "What's the catch?" Yeah, he, he did. He was like, "What's what? This can't be true. Like, what's the catch?" It's like, you just have to give me one day. Yeah. He never would have. He never would have imagined that it would be the day that he was born. No, it was a good trick. It's a great trick. It's a good trick. Yeah, it's a great trick, man. Um. But I'm 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 getting sidetracked. The thing that worked most for me was the Fioca point. Yes, putting her putting her back, giving her agency again. Yes, right? I agree. Right, like she sort of had it at the end of Shrek too. Like she sort of made the decision, like I could be human again, but I actually like I'm good being an ogre. Totally fucking like sidelined in the third one, but in this one, she's the the linchpin. Like she has to fall in love with him. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's it. Or it's over. Or it's over. And she does such amazing work. And the character is just like seeing her in that warrior garb and like watching her like take charge. Just absolutely phenomenal. Just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful stuff. So for, so of all of the things that worked in this movie, it Fiona worked the most. And it was such a smart decision to get her back at the forefront. It really, really was. I, I, I really enjoyed seeing her. I really loved that they leaned into who she always was. And that right. was my biggest complaint about how passive she was in three. And I was like, we watched this woman in a split do bullet time and kick uh, Robin Hood as <laughs> Merry Men's asses. Like she's not this, this like weird takeover at her baby shower isn't gonna happen. That doesn't make no. sense. No way. But, and that was the biggest problem with that movie because it was, it was characters doing things that they don't do just to do right. things. Exactly. Like, and this kind of showed us be like, well, yeah, eventually, if Shrek never came, she might gain some self confidence in her ogre side and emancipate herself. I could see that happening. Totally. She kicked that dragon's ass. Yeah. I, I'm actually going to walk out. Right. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I loved it. She was, and that was such a spectacular thing. Also, it gave fucking Cameron Diaz something to do. She right. had one and a half movies where she was truly sidelined. She didn't have enough to do in the second one, but the second one was so good. I understand that like the plot really revolved around Shrek, but like she they they benched her so hard. Hard. Yeah. Awful. So it was it was good to like give her something to do. And, and she was like a warrior princess. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so yeah, cool. No. Which Fiona sure. would be. I bought it. No, absolutely. She's been that way from the beginning. Yeah. For like sure. she was always tough. So, um, and I love that she had the, the whole, she was the MacGuffin. She was just like, why can't you see that you have everything? Yeah. I, I yeah. see it. Like in the alternate, in the alternate universe, it's like, it's sort of reversed. Yeah. You know, she's like, I spent so many years in that tower and it fucking sucked. But it's like, lady, look what you've become. Yeah. That was fantastic for you. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I stopped waiting. I love it. I love it so much. Totally. Um, it feels like that was what worked for you. But what worked for you? 
that was one of the things that worked for me. And it was really worth diving into that with you because I really, really liked that. Um, I'll say that, it, I, you know, I love this. I've commented, this has been my work on several movies. I like a tidy, tight script. That thing was no, tidy. The script is that thing was tight because like they even it was so tight that they built in rooms for superfluous jokes yep like even like nothing there was no extra in this movie that wasn't budgeted for (laughs) right right? down to the chimichanga stand there was no fluff no everything everything had a payoff everything i mean even and so because everything was so tight you had room for a bit of the pied piper uh tightening up Rumpelstiltskin socks hilarious you know what i mean like it was yeah everything was really really well balanced and gorgeous um i i I think the script was genuinely truly funny i think all you had you had directors that really uh knew how to bring magic out of these people that we've seen the magic before whereas in in part three you saw really talented people saying lines Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. You know, right. you get the performances yes. out of them. Like they couldn't even elevate that script. Whereas even no. those people, like that's what we got. That was the best we got. You know, whereas these people right. understood the script, you could tell they loved it, and they had direction that really sort of got these vocal performances popping. They were so funny. The puss and donkey dynamic, so good. Dragon, right down to woo, woo your woman again. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Woo her! Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. She's um, like, that's what he knows. Like, that's what he knows is going to happen. The the payoff of them, Fiona and Shrek working together to tie up Dragon, the way they both know how to tie a bandage. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Tight. Tight. Everything came back. Um, yeah, it made sense. Shrek vanishing. You think it's over, and then the sun comes up. And she hasn't turned into the, her human form. The human, right. Yeah, and she didn't notice because she was captured in this moment. Yeah. Oh, it was good. I didn't notice either. I was like, shit, my son is up, bitch. I fell for it. <laughs> I fell for it. You had me. I was in. I thought it was so good. good really good script. Yeah. Really, really good script. No, wonderful script. Yeah. Um, what didn't work about this movie for you? I mean... I don't know, man. I, I, I will say the uh, I, I don't like when we sort of, you know, you know, I don't like when we sort of slay characters in order for the movie to happen. But I feel like that's what happens in the beginning with the king and the queen. They are a wonderful king and a queen. And there's no, no, no way that they sell out the kingdom just for Fiona to be released. I feel that. They don't lose faith. They don't lose faith that like that. I feel that, especially because there was a huge plot point about not betraying the fairy godmother. That's right. That's right. So I, I understand. I love where it took us. You know, I do. I, 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 I understand that Shrek's action is actually, you know, the one that, that made all of that happen. Um, but, you know, in the timeline, in the actual timeline, they went to Rumpelstiltskin and were considering signing the deal. Yeah. Until someone burst in and was like, hey, 
I just somehow heard that Fiona's been rescued. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that was that would all have these to be, miles away. That would have to be kind of the top of part two, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So uh yeah, that that to me was like really if I'm gonna nitpick, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was a bit of a because I want the movie to happen. I want the movie to happen. Yeah. But no, like when you got the Pied Piper fucking whistling, <laughs> you can't, you won't, you don't stop, or you, you can't, you don't, don't you stop. Won't stop. Again. And uh, oh, the, the song for the ogres was uh, Shake Your Groove Thing. That's what it was. Shake your groove thing. Shake your oh, yeah. Groove thing, baby. Just, and just watching, watching a bunch of ogres dance in formation. How much fun oh must that have been to animate? Well, the choreography was great, too. It <laughs> was really good. It was actually slamming. Sick moves, bro. Uh, what didn't work for you, brah? All right. I understand that we can't do everything. Okay. But I just, I, you know, I, how much, how much more benching dragon can I take? Oh yeah. You know, I, I, I feel like I still really don't know the depth of that relationship, how dragon and donkey work. And there was a part of me for a moment that was wishing that true love's kiss was donkey and dragon and that there was some loophole. And I, I found myself being like, man, you know, they dragon dragon had her moment in the first movie. And then we kind of just like, they, you know, we didn't really dive into that. No. Yeah. No dragon is, is, is woefully underused. Yeah, and, and Dragon's kind of a bomb-ass character with her big-ass oh, yeah, eyelashes and lips. Dude, she's fierce. No, she's wonderful. I mean, that chase scene in the first one is great, and then they do they do battle her in this one. They battle her in this cool. one. Yeah, it's it's cool. Yeah. I, I, I think there's a, a world where she could have factored more heavily into the plot, where they could have given her... Yeah. I, I don't think she's ever gotten her due, and in the final Shrek movie, it would have been nice to, like have dragon factor into the plot yeah I'm you know you. yeah because like she didn't really factor in two or three she wasn't even in three was she not that i recall yeah you know it's kind of like i don't know but we always talk about dragon forgotten everything about three yeah she's she kind of Never became um, she kind of became niles crane's off-panel wife you know <laughs> maris we Excellent never see reference. maris maris thank you so uh, that's what didn't work for me. Like under underutilization of dragon. Call me picky though. Do you know what I mean? The movie's great. No, it's it's a nitpick. Yeah, it's a nitpick. But we got to say something in this segment. Got to say something. Um, does this movie make your desert island top five? Oh yeah, it's better than the first one. Oh, hot take. It is better. Than yeah, the first it's better than. It's a better. It's not than the better than the second one. It's not better than the second one. Yeah. Um, but it's it's as good. It's as like it's as it's as it's as good of an experience, right? Like the second one is phenomenal. Yeah, and everything about it, you know, is wonderful. And this one obviously has like a little bit of a different tone. It's less funny, um, but it is it is a great movie. And the, uh, the Pied Piper. That's fucking funny. Which is dancing? <laughs> Wait, when they're like they're like roboting. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. yeah, no, it's fucking great. Uh, so yeah, definitely a desert island worthy pick for me. 
I feel that. Yeah. For you as well? I would watch it again right now. That's fucking yeah. fun. I wasn't prepared yeah. for how fun that movie. That like you can put that on. Phenomenal. Yeah, you can just put that on and just have it running. It's very fun. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Um all right, are you ready? I I I, I never am for this one. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> Maybe next season we'll do something different in this slot. No, I think the people like watching me squirm. Yeah. What's funny is the RBQ wasn't part of the pilot. The RBQ came in later. I don't remember when I started doing that. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm just going to like to complain about it, but go ahead. Okay. So today's Ruth Bader question. <laughs> in an era of requels, refreshes, and reboots, it's 2024. We want to revive the Shrek franchise. We love the ending of part four. It was a very, very solid ending. Pitch me your Shrek revival. No. <laughs> you, wait, you can't just bow out of the RBQ again. You've done this to me twice. <laughs> okay okay all right i have to get my computer charger because my computer's about to die hold on oh my god i know where we are though we can't i won't forget yeah and i was late you had ample time to get this charger i'm gonna keep talking because i don't even want to have to cut this out because i'm just incensed that with all this extra time you just did not have your charger handy, but it's okay. You're my friend and I love you and you can do no wrong in my eyes. And I'm glad this is on record because I, I would say, I would say this to your face. And I hope- stop monologuing. <laughs> you okay. have your charger? Jesus. I'm all plugged in. Oh, wait, but it's not. Oh, there we go. Um, okay. <laughs> so... What what in in the future do 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 Fiona and I turn into assholes or something? <laughs> Not you, Shrek. It's <laughs> your kids. Is that Shrek you? Five, back to the swamp. <gasps> the middle child oh. has issues. Has issues. He uh, maybe has a drug problem. Is it a Shrek movie? (laughs) What are you talking about? Okay, no. So we have to center it around the kids, right? I feel that. Maybe there's like there's, and maybe it's like a Three Amigos vibe, where they become movie stars. No, can't remake Three Amigos with ogres. Maybe you could. I think you could. It's getting more and more interesting as you keep talking it out. Let's do three amigos with ogres. Okay, so they become movie stars. And who's the villain? Who's the villain who like who convinces them that they're just going to shoot a movie, but he's actually trying to kill them? Farquaad's nephew. Uh that's that's actually a really compelling Shrek 5. Farquaad's nephew and the babies. And the three amigos 
reboot. Okay. <laughs> okay. It took me a minute and a rant from you. Yeah. But I got there. I like that. I like that. That's yeah. a really good part five. Thank you. Let's hear your part five that you've had ample time to think about because <laughs> you were the one that came up with it. It's probably the initial idea that sparked the question. <laughs> I would, one of my favorite uh, requels is uh, Lion King one and a half, which is basically Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead with Timon and Pumbaa. And so I would like to do, <laughs> I would like to do part one from Donkey and or from um, Dragon's perspective. Okay. So uh, we understand Dragon's whole backstory and how Dragon is guarding the keep, but Dragon has a whole like life apart from Fiona. And then these two people like kind of like fuck her. She's just at work. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah. the dragon's keep. This is just her job. She has a whole life and we can explore like there's a whole dragon culture. And like, there's a whole like side story that happens. And so when we get that deus ex dragon and she just eats Farquaad, there's been a whole backdoor machinations with donkey dragon and the dragon community that led to that mm-hmm. point. And we can like cut in famous scenes from the original movie, but it's a whole new oh, adventure, wow. a whole yes. new dragon centric adventure. I, I think it. that, yeah, like, right? Would that be fun? It might be you, straight to video. It might be straight you to said VOD. What, you said what didn't work and then like fixed it. Yeah, that, that's where I got my idea from. That's absolutely where you got your idea from yeah. and where you came up <laughs> with the question for the Ruth Bader well, <laughs> question, which is again totally unfair. No! It is, but I thought it was great. I wanted to share that idea with you. Usually the Ruth Bader question is something I just want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What's What's your special award? All right. My special award for Shrek Forever After is the Ernest Biner Award. Who the hell is that? Who the hell is that? Said no football fan ever. Remember, football fans will like my award. Yes, we're quoting the song. I got you. Ernest Biner, in 1988, in the AFC Championship game, was walking into the end zone untouched to either tie the score or have Cleveland take the lead. Can't remember. They fell down big at the top of the game. They stormed back. He's about to either tie the game or take the lead. And he fumbles. And it turns the game. And that game became just called the fumble. So Ernest Biner tapped with this 1988. Fast forward, 1991, Ernest Biner is on the Washington Commanders. They weren't called the Commanders at the time. They were called something else. But I don't say that word anymore. Got it. And he wins a championship. And he's a huge part of the team. A huge part of that game. And a huge part of the reason that they won. So he totally fucking redeemed himself and erased the memory of the fumble. Shrek Forever After erased Shrek the Turd. It doesn't even exist. They don't even mention it. 
none of the characters have any recollection of that. The goddamn Pied Piper, or excuse me, Rumpelstiltskin, is a totally different person than he was in that movie because he was in The Poison Apple. Oh, you're right. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> and they, they totally just, retconned it. They completely retconned him. Yeah. So the great retcon, the great redemption, Ernest Biner, the fumble, the Super Bowl champion, the Ernest Biner Award. That's a great fucking award. Thank you. There are several microphones on the ground that someone will need to come in after here and, and pick up. <laughs> yeah, you really nailed this episode. This is great. You came in hot for the season finale. Yeah, I had an extra week to prepare, too. So. Hey, well, that's true. That helps, yeah. <laughs> well, I was busy on my uh, deathbed. Oh, just dying down there, <laughs> being pampered by your husband. So sorry I, for you. I know, so sad. So sad. When I woke up after he left, and he left me two Cliff Bars and a bag of cheddar popcorn. I was like, you are the fucking best. I ate God. all of it. I ate all of it. Is that like two bars, one pop? (laughs) I can't. Oh my God, that was so good. I'm dead. That's hilarious. But pull yourself together and tell the folks at home what your special award is. My special award is the Princeton Award. Yes, sir. Princeton from Avenue Q. Oh, I like I like where this is going. What is Princeton looking for? Purpose. Right. That little flame that lights yeah. a fire under his ass. Exactly, right? Yep. And so... I feel personally when art is at its finest. Oh, not me getting emotional on this episode. Oh my God. I love it. Keep going. (laughs) I feel, I feel when art is at its finest, it's because the creators and the collaborators are being honest and have something really genuine to say to you. And the most powerful art exists beyond its execution because as we've seen in pop culture, plenty of things are executed amazingly to varying degrees of success. You can see something like Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and understand that it's executed beautifully, but it doesn't have the spirit of some other movies. Do you know what I mean? That was my main issue with that movie, but that's a whole nother episode. Um, Things can be executed and very effective and really do what they intend to do and do something, but every now and then there's an art that succeeds in the execution, but because it's so personal and so honest and so infused with that sort of energy and personality, it really reaches across the void to the viewer and connects with you. And I think that is the purpose of art. And I think where this movie succeeds beyond the fact that it sort of revitalizes the franchise, beyond the fact that it sort of uh, encapsulates the brand of humor that kind of got us on board in the first place that they really, really fine tuned and and nailed in the second one. I think the big success of this movie is that they've managed to take these fantasy characters and their insane, stupid, ridiculous fantasy situations and make it something so human and so relatable. Any aspect of this movie from making a shitty bargain with somebody that you know you shouldn't trust to not knowing what you have until you lose it. Every single aspect of it is so insanely relatable. And I was actually so touched that there was so much real raw humanity in a fucking Shrek sequel. 
That's yeah. why they get the Princeton Award because I thought that was so special. It's a it's a unique thing that they've cracked, and I think we should celebrate it. Yeah, for sure. No, that's that's wonderful. And you know, Princeton, the end of that the end of that musical, it's the best because he thinks he's got it all figured out. <laughs> and, yeah. and like many Princeton is like, and fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing, you prick. <laughs> That musical is very, very smart too. Oh, very passionate, very smart, like uh, yeah. un- unreasonably intelligent. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, no, that would get that that musical. If we were doing that, I would give that the Kevin Smith Award for turning the fucking mirror on the audience. Oh yeah, you know, I, and everybody wants everybody wants to get on the racist song now, and I'm like, guys, that's the point of it. I know <laughs> that's the fucking point, you douche. I know. Well, you know, this is this is an age where we really want to get excited about being excited about something. We don't actually want to do anything. Like, yeah. you know, we want to get excited about our tweets and our and our Instagrams. <laughs> oh, I'm so old. Oh my yeah. god, I'm so old. Yeah, I'll get off of your lawn now. Yeah, <laughs> shakes fist. Uh, I had to narrate that because we weren't visible. Um, <laughs> so that's my special award. I love it. Final question of the season. Yeah. Is this movie an icon or a Y-Con? Well, you know, I love a bookend. And we started with an icon and we've wrapped with an icon. We have. 100%. True. She's an icon. And yeah. not enough people know about it. And not no. enough people have seen it. And not enough people talk about it. But it is a quality film. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's like Toy Story 2. In the pantheon of Toy Stories, people don't really talk about how smart that movie is. That movie's really right. good. Right. Yeah, no, Toy Story 2 is good. I, you know, I, I think it's just uh, DreamWorks, their movies make sense. Yeah. You know, they do, they, they, they craft stories and, and they don't just, I don't know, they just don't throw shit at the wall except for Trek the Third. But yeah. <laughs> this one... This is this is a great film. It's got a great it's got a great story to tell. It's got so much heart and it's executed beautifully and it sounds amazing and it looks fantastic and, and everything about it is just it's icon worthy. Yeah, it's absolutely an icon. Um, I, I understand that during the writing process they realized that this was the last one. Right. You know, that it wasn't supposed to be they were gonna do a fifth one, but while they were putting it together, they're like, it's kind of perfect. Yeah, just like, leave it. Because that's the whole thing. You have everything. Yeah. You have everything. Yep. You've and, won, bud. Yeah. It's gorgeous. You're gonna get your you're gonna get your heavily ever after. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did. Uh do you before we sign off, we, we don't have a new universe to tease because I, I mean I have some ideas, but I don't think we should tease it. I think I think we should take this break to sort of check in with what we want the new format to be and, and then, you know, let the, let the new season dictate what the next universe is. I don't want to tease anything. And then we have to commit to it. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So we'll be doing the Godfather. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you, do you want to tell our listeners all 19 of them something before we sign off for a few weeks? Well, I just want to say to everybody listening, thank you. Thank you so much for for tuning in and, and dropping out with us. Uh, it's this is this is the highlight of the week for me, and I, I love watching these films and, and sharing my opinions and making fun of Andrew. And, <laughs> you know, do it. We we do it. We do it for you all. 
Uh, and we, we so appreciate the support and just cannot wait to, uh, to have, to have our 20th listener, whether they like it or not, uh, join the fold. So, um, so to the listeners, uh, just from the, the bottom of my heart, why is the bottom more important than any other part of the heart? I feel like the top is actually the most important. I think it's a depth thing. I think it's a depth thing. We're trying to, you know, you want to make it a a statement of depth. Oh, well, I want to make a statement of importance from my left ventricle. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I agree. I want to echo those sentiments. Uh, uh, Our listeners are great. They're my favorites. Um, but this is, I love doing this every week. Uh, this is, it started out as a way to sort of hang out with my friend CJ when we couldn't be together living 30 blocks away from each other. And then it became <laughs> a way uh, living 30 states away from each other. Uh, 3,000 miles. 3,000 miles. There it is. 3,000 know, miles. <laughs> you know, I don't know where states are, uh, but it's been great. And And this show <laughs> In a crazy time when I move to a new city every week and everything happens, this show has been such a wonderful uh, constant for me. I mean, I survived a pandemic with this show. I lost my mom with this show. I got married with this show. So many things happened and I've talked to you all about all of it and I'm so grateful for it. And CJ, I'm grateful for our time together. I'm grateful you answered my drunk ass text and agreed to do this (laughs) with me way back in the early stages of the pandemic. And I look yeah. forward to our next season and what that looks like and what kind of magical universes we can explore together. Yeah, for sure. Me too. And I really, I just really wanted to rewatch the Kevin Smith movies. That's why I said yes. <laughs> I know, I never right? dreamed. I never dreamed that two years later. <laughs> two years, man. Into a professional microphone that was a birthday gift. Yeah, uh, you needed it. Just to keep doing this show. So, yeah. you know, you know, I love you, uh, Andrew. And you know I love you as well to the listeners. Um, and can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, yeah. And 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 but for and now I, I gotta go. I yeah. gotta go. I gotta go and figure out some th- I gotta figure out some shit. Yeah, you do. Literally, actual literally. shit literally in in diapers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, little citizen. That's her name, citizen. <laughs> or his name, we don't know yet. Or his name. That's their we name. Oh no, their name, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Can't wait to meet them. Uh, For Icon or Wicon, I'm Andrew David Sotomayor. And I'm the luckiest man on earth. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Next time.